I did, I did it right this time. You did. You didn't cough through harmony. it. You didn't, you didn't laugh, quote, through it. <laughs> Last time you said you laughed, and I knew it was a cough. I, knew <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise I'll do the same next week, though. So <sighs> I knew it. You never know. I totally called it. <laughs> Welcome the back to The, the Summer Tapes. The Mystery Files presents The Summer Tapes. The Mystery Files presents The Summer Tapes. You're doing the long poster version. This is, my life is the poster version, Logan. <laughs> we should. This is honestly kind of like a... <laughs> This episode's going to be kind of like a little special inside of the special, so it's like, it can be like three things. Like <laughs> it's actually the, a paradox. It's a paradox? It's a paradox, remember? Yeah. A paradox episode? It could be like, uh, The Mystery Files presents The Summer Tapes presents uh, Campfire Stories. Presents our special guest. Our special guest, yes. We have a special guest this week, guys. Isn't that wacky? Should we, should we summon him? to the I, stage I, I think we should summon him to the stage are we ready I'm thinking summon 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 hello guys hey it's Benjamin Volk it's Benjamin Volk my fiance but also one of our technical producers and a mm-hmm. uh, big helper anytime there's an issue with our audio yes he's a delight <laughs> say a little about yourself what are you up to these days just living the dream. Living the dream? Yeah. Heard you got a band. What's up with that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in the band already. Yeah. Uh, called Valley View. Just started playing drums in this band. And Ooh. just doing the thing. Doing the thing. Well, welcome <laughs> to our show. Benjamin studied music. So he studied he's music. Very, he's very, very musically good. inclined. That's me. He's also very intelligent. So it's really going to bring a lot to the podcast, I think. <laughs> You're selling me a little bit too high. Maybe. No. <laughs> Smart, we got the funny. <laughs> You've been like the behind the scenes guy for all of me and Tiffany's antics for like a very long time. So very it's crazy that time. you've never been on before. This is a long time coming, I think. No, it really <laughs> is. We've been like saying we should do this, we should do this, and we just never do. I've been saying that I should come on since like the radio days. Yeah, since back when we were yeah, a radio show. We were a radio show. <laughs> so it's so cute. Now you're actually on it. You help us anytime we're like crying, trying to figure out how the soundboard works. Uh, mm-hmm. You helped uh, write a musical with us in under 24 hours. You did. Which is probably, do that. <laughs> probably one of the most impressive things we've ever done as a I group. I stand by a lot of that. Airport. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> For 24 cute. hours, I mean, it was pretty good. Some of the songs were actual bops. Yeah. They were. Also, Amelia Earhart. Amelia that Earhart. whole plot line, fortune? chaos. Have you, have you fortune? seen like Amelia Earhart's a meme now? Is like, she actually on TikTok? I think today's the is her birthday. Is it? Yeah, Shout I think it's today. Oh. Wait, why have we never done Amelia a case on Earhart. Amelia Earhart? Huh? Why have we never done a case on Amelia Earhart? I feel like you definitely have. Well, we briefly talked about her, I think, in the Bermuda Triangle yeah. episode. But I think that was the last time we ever talked about her. Yeah, we talked about her briefly now. We've never done a full episode. Oh. Maybe that's something for another Maybe season. Maybe she's coming. Maybe she's brewing. Mm-hmm. Unless that's what Benjamin's doing. <laughs> Stop. Watch it, Moby. Damn it. <laughs> You're like, no. I'm so close. Yes, we are so excited this week to finally, like, we get to have all these different stories this week. So it's going to be a lot of fun yes. just to hear from everybody. Yeah, so to kind of explain what we're going to do is where all three of us have picked a, like, mini kind of case to talk about today. Um, I'll be going first, and then mm-hmm. Benjamin will take over, and then Tiffany will take over. I'll so. be numero three. Because <laughs> we know... Um, our listeners seem to really liked the mini mystery one we did for the Christmas special, yeah. the little wheel moment. That one was we fun. Each one. That was cute. I yeah. want to do that again for a different holiday. It makes oh, it a lot Halloween more fun. for sure. Halloween wheel. Halloween wheel. Oh, it's to be like really a giant cute. pumpkin. Oh my god. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm, we have to Wait, do it. Do it. we still have the wheel? We oh, bought yeah. a wheel. We yeah, just we still have, have it. The wheel. 
We Damn. do. Yeah. It's in our window seat in the bedroom. You can pick the cases out of a pumpkin. Oh out my of like God, a pumpkin. Those uh, plastic candies. Yeah, like the ones that you actually go. That's pick genius. Pick. See, this is why you're on the show. We we See? meet. I'm an ideas guy. <laughs> you're pitching the I plans. Do. You're pitching the plans, and we love it. Every time me and Tiffany do an episode, that's when we figure out like the next step of uh, the podcast. Yeah, we're to- we're actually just talking through it. So there's no cases here. We actually just plan stuff. We're just talking about marketing plans. Hey, but most of the time we've eventually figured it out. Like the merch thing, we talked about merch for the longest time. We finally oh, yeah. made merch. So yeah, just saying. We're finally planning. putting things into fruition. But yes, also, if you guys want to check out that merch or just us in general, we're on Instagram at the mystery files underscore. Yes, and at uh, linktree.com forward slash the mystery files. It's an easy thing to type in. Please just look <laughs> at all of our resources. Look how cute. Check out our merch. Please get that tote bag. It's so stinking cute. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's a great, great tote bag. Thank but you. Yeah, so yes. last week we talked about the, the boobic. The boobic. The boobic. The boobic. That kind of freaked me out after. I don't know about Scarecrow you. Scarecrow thing? It scared you after? When I was, like, trying to go to bed, I was thinking about it, like, sneaking through my window. Oh my gosh. Bad vibes. I think about it all the time. <laughs> the we have boot. a fire escape. And, I Ooh. and like, our curtain is kind of, like, see-through. So mm-hmm. I look at it all the time and think, if I just woke up in the middle of the night, there could be someone just standing there, just shadow. Oh, my just, gosh. Uh, <laughs> but you'll never find where we live. <laughs> I, th- I think mine is pretty obvious, but do you guys have, like, a case, like, we've covered before, or, like, just a case in general that, like, keeps you up for a while? I know you just said, like, the Bubic, but mm. was there anything else, like, that was an issue? Oh, now I'm really trying to think. Do you have one specific? Mine, it seems specific. mine was, <laughs> mine was Robert the Doll. Sorry, oh. Robert. I, yeah, I'm saying his name again. You better apologize. No, you have to apologize immediately after you say his name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Robert. I left that episode. I was freaked out. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get hit. By a car on the way home, like oh. something evil's gonna happen to me. Oh no! Because I talked about him. I, I every time I think about that episode, I'm like, oof. Oof. I really yeah. got through it. Because <laughs> you had really bad luck after that episode too. I feel like there was all this stuff happening right after that you were like, I should not. Have. I think so. I think I had a rough two days <laughs> at that time. I was like, this is it for me. You did it to yourself. Also, I'm trying to think back. I'm like, what do we even cover? <laughs> I can't think of any of our other episodes. This one is that, me. One that hit me was the the Jersey Devil. The New oh Jersey my Devil. god! Yeah, when I was listening oh. to it, I'm like, I have to stop. Oh, <laughs> I oh wait, happened. I remember. That's when we used to go live on our Instagram, wasn't it? And you had to yes. cut off the live video. <laughs> yeah. Remember you told me about that one. See, does that make us more sadistic? I, that's like child's like, play like, to oh, me. That's I was just like, the oh, Jersey, Jersey Devil. Devil. That's nothing. That's nothing at all. It's so cute. But yes, it kind of shows it. <laughs> we are excited to currently scare you tonight. I feel like we have, at least I have some creepy stuff on mine, and I'm excited to see how creepy you guys get. Mine is wild. Mine I'm excited. Not creepy, so but we'll see. Mine <laughs> is intrigued. creepy, but it's on the verge of almost funny. I don't, I don't know oh. how to describe it. <laughs> I don't know how funny mine are, but they're definitely horrifying. <laughs> These ones will give you nightmares for sure. Oh my gosh. So to end with me, it'll be perfect. Should we give me a little drum roll to go into my yes. case? Yes, I'm going to do it on my cheeks. Oh, your cheeks. Yeah. Oh, that's a good place to go. Thank you, thank you. Right. Okay, you ready? This week on the Summer Tapes for case number one, we will be discussing the Book of Miracles. The Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> the What's Book of Miracles. Book of miracles? So. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that. So I, um, first I want to shout out a couple places. I want to shout out, uh, openculture.com, uh, theguardian.com, and, uh, the New York Times for covering this case. Um, I watched a YouTube video about this last week and I was like, wow, this would be such an awesome case to do on the show, but it's Mm -hmm. too short. So (laughs) I found the perfect place to do it. Um, (laughs) 
but I will get into it. So let's see here. Okay. So when we speak, when we speak of a lost art, we do not always mean that humans have forgotten certain production methods. Modern craftspeople can recover or reasonably approximate old techniques and materials and produce artifacts that can be passed off as authentic by the unscrupulous. The spirit of the thing, however, it can never be recovered. Try as they might, scholars and conservators will never be able to enter the mind of a medieval scribe or a manuscript of an illuminator. Their social world has disappeared into a distant mist. We can only dimly guess at what their lives were like. Thus, for many years, the reception of uh, Hieronymus Bosch, the bizarre fantasist from the Netherlands who visions of earth, heaven, and hell have amused and terrified viewers, stressed the proto-surrealism of his work, assuming he must have had other intentions than protolization. So, basically, this is a book um, that is... So it's called The Book of Miracles, and it was written in about the Germany in the 16th century. Mm. And it is a prequel to the Book of Revelation. Oh, God. So, darkness. Pure darkness is what you're telling me. So, so basically, uh, we'll get into like each little thing that happened, but the miracles are usually all like terrifying like punishments onto like the world because mm-hmm. God said he would punish the world with his like miracles. And according to a lot of people in the 16th century, there is, like, documentation that this stuff happened. But it's, like, crazy stuff. So... I'm scared. (laughs) So, like, historians, like, have literally been, like... I mean, it sounds really bizarre, and there's, like, no way that could actually happen. But we also weren't there, so I can't really prove or deny if it did so <laughs> okay so it's, it's real is what you're telling me within reason depending on In what you're reason about to share. yeah like some of the stuff that's happened is just like what like what are you talking about um but all these pictures they have settled on a name because it's a bunch of illustrations that were made by this artist mm-hmm. um and they settled on the name of the book of miracles okay um the date that they have for when it was made was about 1552, so 16th century. So she's elderly. Yeah. She's old. <laughs> she's an old one. She's but an old when one. I was talk uh I was talking about my roommates with this, uh this is also really fun cuz it's the 16th century and everything from like 16th to like 18th century is so uh like a lot of hysteria. Oh, I think yeah. we talked about that we, last Like a dancing week. plague. Wasn't that in that Yeah, just like everything has to do with like Satan or like God is showing our wrath on the yeah, earth. Yeah, there's witches. There's like, yeah. I can imagine all the darkness <laughs> back then. Yeah, no, exactly. So they kind of break it up a little bit into um, a few different places. So they break it up into the Old Testament. So they like show a bunch of different uh, illustrations from the Old Testament. And then there's a middle section which is called the Miraculous Signs, which according to a lot of people in France at this time, they said they saw these things happen. Oh, no. They were like, this happened. Okay, got some witnesses. And then uh, they talk about the Book of Revelation in here. Okay. So I'm going to, so there are a lot of pictures in here, but I'm going to kind of like describe them in detail for our audience. Yeah. And if they want to look up the Book of Miracles, they can see that as well. Hmm. So, all right. So, for the Old Testament, we have this illustration from uh, Noah's Ark of the First Flood. 
So kind of like, um, it's very interesting because they make the art kind of look like a temple yeah. almost, like it was a sacred place, which I think is a very interesting. Is that really small? Like from what I'm seeing, is it just like a small little temple in the middle of the water or is the water part I, of the... I feel like they're trying to like show like scale of like a giant amount of water. Okay. You know, like the arc looks small in comparison because mm-hmm. it's so wide. Um oh. And it, like, if you really look at it, it is kind of, like, a very beautiful illustration. It is. It's also very ominous for people who aren't watching. It's just a bunch of people, like, swimming around this temple. That's supposed to be the Ark, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just ominous. And there's someone on, like, a seahorse here going on. (laughs) Chaos. Um, are they trying to show things that didn't make it onto the ark or something they said i mean it's people. possible they said yeah beach, but not I, you I mean, seahorses exist seahorses oh <laughs> right? exist wait a second seahorses are real yeah fish wait a minute who? fish hooks who wait a minute i thought seahorses there's were no fake. way oh my god they're this week, real this week we've learned seahorses are real <laughs> um so then we have uh, the parting of the Red Sea, which is kind of shown as like a smoky little cloud, oh. which is kind of interesting. They kind of show it being split, like it's like a giant smoke screen. That's true. Kind of magician-like if you think about it. You're cute. You should post these on our Instagram story after after we post. That's this what episode. I was wanting to do when yeah. I told you about promo pictures. Those are cool. Interesting. Um, so I'm going to like just kind of reel house through these ones. So there's Jonah mm-hmm. and the whale. Right here, we got Mr. Jonah hanging out before, you know, before the, the big dinner. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting by a tree beside the water, guys. He's not in a whale yet. Okay, and then this is Ezekiel's vision. Do you guys know about this in the Bible? Not at all. Mm, I can't place it. So, Ezekiel in the Bible mm. said he saw God, and there was this, like, ring that was, like, spinning, and there was, this is an angel mm-hmm. that has, mm-hmm. like, the head of, I believe it is a bull a human a leopard and a peacock that's oh. horrifying nice <laughs> respectfully <laughs> very I'm interesting choices yeah, in, yeah. Uh, visions <laughs> i always got so freaked out when i would see like um interpretations of angels and stuff in the bible because it's like a stuff with like a bunch of different faces yeah mm-hmm. and that's so creepy like ones that have they're just covered in eyes yeah. yeah you know in those old those old paintings where sometimes people are like this thing in the background looks like a UFO. Uh-huh. They're actually, like, angels. Oh, wow. In the paintings. Like, people think that they were trying to put God mm-hmm. in the painting. And they were like, it's but, this angel. But it looks like a UFO, but that's just, like, how angels are supposed to look. Yeah. Maybe. Hear me out, hear me out. What if aliens are just angels? <gasps> good, good I mean... Point. Yeah? Point oh. made. Oh, Oh, just saying. It's a big possibility. It is. Interesting. Maybe we rationalized their existence as God, be, God-like beings. They you know? are. We just, like, diluted them enough in our brains. They just <laughs> I don't know. I told, uh, speaking of just, like, aliens and stuff, I told Danielle this story before I came here, but mm-hmm. I was telling her, I remember this was time I was at Bible study, and I was, like, eight years old. And we were reading the Bible, and there was just this part where they were, like, talking about, like, um, like this uh, foreign alien from, like, Mesopotamia or something like oh. that was coming, like, to an area. And mm-hmm. the one guy in our class was like, 
oh, do they mean like actually extraterrestrials because they meant alien? <laughs> when I was and little. When I was eight, I li- like I li- I just like turned him and I was like, are you stupid? <laughs> like in my class. I was probably going to get kicked out. You should have got kicked out for that. Well, well, no, my teacher was like, oh, well, we don't know. Like you can interpret the Bible in so many ways. I was like, they don't mean an extraterrestrial. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. How do you know, Logan? Did you write the Bible? <laughs> like, literally, in the sentence, they're saying what location he came from. You're saying an alien came down, went there, <laughs> and traveled to the <laughs> To be fair, for the longest time, even when I still read Alien, like, if it's, like, someone from another country or something, when I'm reading Alien, I my first thought is still, like, extraterrestrials. Oh, absolutely. It's never, mm-hmm. and I will still picture people from another country as aliens, if they're called aliens. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. separate that in my brain. So that kid is onto something. <laughs> Biblical accuracy. Yeah. Well, that stuff definitely like was like a dated term. I was like surprised to even like kind of see that in the Bible. I was like, yeah. what? I'm going to look like, that up. I'm like, yeah. maybe it was actually aliens. But that's what makes this so interesting is why this like thing is called the Book of Miracles because it's not mm-hmm. in the Bible like at all. It's yeah. like a prerequisite to the Book of Revelations. Mm. Um but funny enough, uh, Protestant Christians condemned a lot of the medieval magic that was talked about in this. They said the recurrence of miracles in the Bible meant that the pro- uh, the Protestant reformers of the 16th century could not reject such wonders as superstitions in the way they mm-hmm. scorned Catholic beliefs. Marina Warner writes at the New York Review's bo- of Books uh, that Ger- German reformers were on high alert from the miraculous and anonymous. The 16th century Zwiglian clergyman, Johann Jacob Wick, filled 24 albums with reports of such wonders in broadsheets and pamphlets, seeing signs of the birth of a two-headed calf and an unfortunate flipper-handed infant. So there's, which which is very interesting. I why I like want I'm, to talk about I feel this. like I might have seen imagery for a flipper-handed infant from something. I don't know where. Really? Is there also a picture for that explanation, um, too? Or, I, I don't think know. there is, yeah. Because I feel like I've, I might have seen that somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounds really familiar to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the stuff that's talked about in the Book of Miracles is just crazy. I think it's honestly Pure crazier chaos. than Revelation <laughs> in my eyes. Chaos. But that's what makes it so interesting is that this person is talking about how there's literally people who put went on record saying, I saw these things happen, and it is, like, you could probably find these public records somewhere. Wow. But it's just, like, crazy to think about. Like, did he actually see, like, a two-headed calf get born? To us, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, the scientists can't say it didn't happen, because they don't have proof to neither mm-hmm. yeah. deny or it's approve just weird. it. I don't know why we don't see more stuff like that, honestly, like two-headed calves and things, because... There's, like, twins who, like, are born attached to each other, and there's people born with, like, several extra fingers and things like that, but I feel like you never really see, like, animals with more than one head or something. Like, what's up with that? I think it's, like, very slight, and even then it's kind of, like, cryptic stuff. Like, it's a lot of clickbait articles. Yeah. like, Mm -hmm. did not actually happen. What do animals have that we don't? Why can't, like, why aren't they doing that as well? You know? I feel like Mm -hmm. it's very common in humans. Not very common, but way more common than an animal. Yeah. You're right. So, we're going to now get into the Book of Miracles, like, the actual, like, book of, like, what these people in the 16th century said they saw. The Book of Miracles. So, miracle number one (laughs) is, um, there, okay. 
So first thing that happens, it's like pretty tame. It just hails. These people are out at like a little dinner and it just starts Aww. hailing. That's the first sign of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super believable. Just, it's you know, hail. it's hail. Unless. It's hail. Unless. Unless it's not. <laughs> but then we move on to the next thing that happens after the hail, which is a rain of blood and flesh flying <gasps> from the sky. Every time oh. I've ever heard that, I'm like, I would simply <laughs> throw up. I'd simply pass out. The one that gets me is flesh. flesh. <laughs> Not just yes. blood, but flesh. Ew. Flesh is probably one of the most disgusting worlds. Next it really words. is. It's so gross. Also, flesh. just looking at that image, if you guys end up looking it up, you can literally see the little chunks of flesh in the brain. Oh. But it looks just like little red brush strokes. I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's flesh. Your brain can't, like, compartmentalize. I'm like, like... that's someone's, like, kidney or something floating <laughs> down the sky. <laughs> that's actually disgusting. Oh Ew. my gosh. Why is it like the middle part? It's just plain. It's like normal. Normal skies. It, it is wild. That's what was the next so one? gross. That poor city. Oh, this one. This one's my favorite. They said they saw five suns come down from the sky. Oh my god. With Gerber. like. Gerber babies. Yeah, why no. the, they look like the suns from, what is, what is that show? The, um, Teletubbies? Teletubbies. <laughs> There's five Teletubby sun heads yeah. in the sky. That's literally what That's it looks so like. ominous. Did they see faces in them actually, or they just saw five suns? Because either I, way, that's really scary. I think it's like a mixture of like both. I've like, from the articles I've seen, since it is such like, um, 16th century thing it's like this person said this but this person also said that so there's some mm-hmm. accounts that people just saw like fiery five suns mm-hmm. coming down and just like burning them but then UFOs? also like question mark huh <laughs> ufos question mark UFOs. oh you know what that's like a it always comes back to aliens yes, the aliens I feel like I'm the aliens guy <laughs> that's on this, okay on this, you know, you're the guy on the history channel or whatever that was always like Aliens. <laughs> that's you. I guess that's me today. That's you. But also looking at that, I can also imagine maybe some people did see faces. If they were staring into the sun long enough, I'm sure you'd see something. That's true. That's all I'm gonna say. But like yeah. seeing five suns, I'd think it was the end of times. Personally, yeah. I'd be really horrified. Absolutely. But yeah. So the next two that are in here, I think is very possible did happen because there is documentations of it. So mm-hmm. this one I thought was interesting. The next thing they said they saw was, like, a giant red comet, like, coming Ooh. down into the world. Um, Scary. But the artistry is really pretty in this Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is, comets are a Common. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, real. they're not not real. But, like, according to this, they think, scientists think, at least, that probably during this time period, there was a lot of comets that were being able to see, because we didn't have, like skyscrapers mm-hmm. yeah. or electricity or things like that like you can see layer. light yeah. much easier we weren't a broken universe layer, <laughs> like, real goofed up right now and then all that stuff up there we're not then, seeing nothing and then the next one that uh they believe is factual as well is the eruption of mount vivasus this they believe this eruption had happened before so it's like an eruption of like this big volcano what year was that one the the one of the movie you know i'm talking about what pompeii pompeii is this supposed to be like pompeii vibes that's like eight or something eight (laughs) (laughs) that's in the year eight (laughs) eight bc hold on let me look it up I want to see. Maybe We're Googling. I'm like, I just want to see if I can find the examples that these are from. But either way, oh, it's I'm sure. 79. <laughs> it's AD. tough that you're eight. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see a volcano, but obviously when it's not <laughs> erupting, you know. What? Obviously. Hello. 
Let's go. All right, so those are like the pretty like normal like normal. ones. Well, well, you know, like I could think all oh, a volcanic yeah. eruption. Who hasn't uh, seen some blood and flesh? Who hasn't yeah. seen <laughs> been there, been there, done that? This one's my favorite because like the beginning of the Book of Mirrors is just so like slow. Like they soften you into like yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just some, some blood, blood rain, some, some flesh. hail. <laughs> the next thing they say that happens that people saw factual evidence for is that they oh, saw no. a seven. Headed sea beasts come from the sea oh, and no. roam the world. Is this Dragon Tales? <laughs> Why is it actually cute? I mean, I'd be scared if something was running towards me. It's kind of cute, it's right? Cute. I'm kind of scared, but She's I like it. It's kind of a cutie pie. She's a little cutie pie. But yeah, it kind of has like different like shapes of like uh, different animals on its head, which a lot of like multi-headed creatures in that time are depicted. Does as. it got like peacock wings? I can't really see. Um, it kind of has pretty wings. Okay. Kinda. I mean, it's got furry legs behind it. They it's got like a snake tail. You gotta look this up, guys. This is really <laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> and oh, then this no. is my favorite. Monstrous birth. Ew. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. I know. This is like a kid with like, it's a baby with two heads, but it's got like eight butts, eight legs, <laughs> and four arms. Not eight butts. That's eight, right? One, well, two, three, four, five. Okay, it's six butts. But no, oh, it has three butts because it's two cheeks. Her. Maybe, I don't know. But it only cheeks. has two heads. Six so where, where did it get the other heads. pair of butts from? <laughs> Look at all its shoulder muscle things. Ew. <laughs> when I was looking at this, this thing kind of looked like me with the hair. I was well, like, I that's know, me a bit. it does not. <laughs> that looks not. really scary. His face, that's something that would run at you in the nightmares. Mm. After I was doing this case, I like got this like paranoia feel, feel of like, this thing's going to run at me. Like, no, I'm going to run eyes, into it. It's lifeless. Its Th- eyes are lifeless. Imagine you just saw this walking around and just, just starts charging at you. I think it, I think it was the apocalypse. If that thing came running at me. Yeah. <laughs> you think people are seeing that? Yeah. No wonder they thought it was the end of times. Um. Well, yeah, because, like, that's, like, the thing in, like, Christianity was, like, it was told Revolution. that there would be, like, miracles that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is the last thing I'll show of this time period. There's, like this giant hailstorm that happens ah. but it's like icebergs like giant things wow. of ice just slamming down that could destroy a city well there yeah. there's like there's again like ideas of documentation that giant things of ice like that had destroyed cities mm-hmm. that but is scary Ew. we don't have that now we have hail but we don't have giant Ice cubes, basically, mm. doing things like Ew, that. I'm just gonna live in a sunny place. I hope nothing like that comes back. But yeah, yeah so that's kind of um, pretty much a rundown of that stuff. And then they kind of go into like the Book of Revelation a little bit and the stuff in that, and that could be a whole episode. Revelation in itself. Mm-hmm. That book. That'll is have real nightmares wild. there. Oh, actually, this is the last thing I forgot to show. Yes. This is the one I wanted to show as well. So there is also this account <laughs> that people saw this giant baby in the sky Ew. fighting these horsemen. Like, people were looking up at the sky and thought they saw this, like, giant creature like, That's fighting. real trippy. For people who aren't looking at this photo, it's like a huge body of water. There's, like, a city creepy baby with a sword. Yeah. Pointing the sword at all these horses hmm. with people on them. According to, like, it. the Christian documentary, they think, like, this is, like, kind of, like, was an angel they saw that was, like, protecting them okay. in the heavens. Yeah. But th- that's one of the reasons I want to do this case, too, because, like, 
it's just the idea of a giant red baby in the sky fighting a war. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't say that did happen, but I can't say it didn't either. How have people seen this? They got, like, some rickety plane in the sky, and they're like, look to the left, you'll see this. Well, they probably were, like, looking up, and they were like, oh, uh, wow. I saw down this guy. That reminds oh. me of the allegory of the cave. Did you ever hear that? No. What's no, what's that? Okay, there's a... It's uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to explain this badly. But I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so essentially, there's these people that are stuck in this cave, and the only way that they have any idea of what's out there is by shadows that appear on the wall. Uh-huh. And then one person finds a way to escape this cave, and they go behind, or they go to a different part of the cave, and they realize that other people are keeping them there, mm-hmm. and then projecting these shadows on the wall. For them to just look at and believe. Oh. So, like, their whole world is only defined by what they can see on the wall. Oh. That's so creepy. It's the allegory of the cave. Like, you only can oh, believe okay. what people show you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's what that reminds me of. I mean, it's like, you, yeah. Giant. I think that's a really <laughs> good idea because mm-hmm. these, like, paintings were made also in, like, the 16th century. So, you know, at the same time, it's like, if you can't take pictures and all you have is illustrations Mm -hmm. you're gonna think the painting you're seeing like is is the truth factual is true Mm -hmm. um also have you seen those that are like somewhat accurate to like right now people are like holding like things shaped like cell phones and they're like oh my gosh it's predicting the future have you seen those Mm -hmm. and it's really trippy and creepy there's a couple pictures that i've seen yeah there's one that it's from like 1920 and a Uh guy looks like he's from like 2013 yes with the outfit and everything and it hasn't they were like, yeah, it's real. We don't know how this guy time is. Time travel. <laughs> yeah. It's time travel. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of everything I have to show for that. What do you guys think? I think it's amazing. I like kind of want to look into this book. Because I, I just want to see why why it was created. <laughs> Who, like, did they contact these people to be like, okay, who saw what? Let's get an accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get an actu- uh, accurate idea of it. Yeah, um, like, that's so weird. Just the fact that people have claimed to see all that stuff really weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Too min- too real. Yeah, if you if you want to look into it more, and if anyone listening wants to, there is a YouTuber named, um, I'll, I'll leave the link down below as well, but it's spelled uh, Hochalaga. He's a YouTuber, and he did the video that I watched that inspired me to do this, and it was a Ooh. very, very fun uh, summary of just everything that happened then. So, yeah. Yay. So, the things that you showed us... Did you say that they were, um, like, another artist did those pictures that you showed us, like, based on the manuscript? Was it Hieronymus Yeah, it was Fox? one artist that did all of those illustrations, but they're mm. from documentations okay. of, like, what people really said they saw. So he was trying to, like, mark history, oh, okay. even though he may have not seen them himself. Okay. Mm. Those are really cool. Interesting. Either way, that stuff with all those heads and... The baby with the heads. The baby with yeah, the heads that's and the, the, one. the blood rain. <laughs> well, that's why it, it's so interesting, because it's like religion, it's supernatural, it could technically count as like, maybe not yeah. true crime, but it's like, it, yeah. like, it, like, like I said, it was like, scientists were literally like, I can't say it didn't happen. Well, it really depends on what that baby did. I'm just saying, what if it went and has a sword, it's killing something, right? It's, it sees someone trying to like, make a document about it, and it's like, cutting it up like a shredder. It's, it's a true crime, hey, hey. <laughs> little baby sword. But yeah, Cute. I guess that means the book of mis- miracles will yeah. remain a mystery. We'll harmonize at the end, I think. Yeah, we'll have our final harmony at the end. (laughs) (laughs) 
So okay. moving on okay. to Benjamin. It's my turn. It's your turn. Alright, mine's story. super duper different. <laughs> should we should we do a little drum oh, roll for you? Ready? 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 <gasps> okay, for my first case, my first appearance on the Mystery Files, I have chosen the disappearance of Philip Taylor Kramer. Ooh, okay. I don't know that okay. is, I'm excited. Okay, I'll do a little backstory. Okay. Philip Taylor Kramer was a man of many talents. He was, by all accounts, a genius who had a degree in aerospace engineering. He worked for a governmentally contracted firm working on missiles before starting his own firm called Total Multimedia in 1989 with Randy Jackson, brother of Michael Jackson. Oh my gosh, wait, what? That's so confusing to me because I have seen nothing about his involvement in this. But (laughs) That's that's, chaotic. And before that, the reason I heard of him was because he played bass in a like a later period version of this band called Iron Butterfly that had <laughs> one a great hit. name. Yeah, in like nineteen sixty nine called Inagata Davida. Oh we gosh. have that album by the way. That's <laughs> like, we can listen to it after, I think. He was in that band from seventy four <laughs> to eighty, but that's not important. After he left that band he went and got his degree in aerospace engineering. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wow, a musician and getting a degree. Wow. Yes. Wow. He said big brains and music. He's just like you. Sure. <laughs> you got the brains. You can okay. go to space. <laughs> space. All right. So, on the morning of Sunday, February 12th, 1995, Taylor Kramer had to be on the road at 9 to head for LAX to pick up a business associate, Greg Martini, and his wife. He was supposed to return to Thousand Oaks, where he lived with the martinis to pick up his wife jennifer and the then the fourth four of them would go to a relaxing dinner Mm. the day before he disappeared uh taylor kramer thought he would take his kids for a bite finding only 40 cents in his pocket that's important he turned to his dad ray kramer also important and asked Mm -hmm. for a few dollars ray did what he would never do and said no it wasn't the money of course it was taylor he was exhausted burned out just shot I laughed and told him to go home and get some sleep. That night, he slept only fitfully, getting up a few times at least once to run complex mathematical equations on his laptop computer. It wasn't unusual for him to do this, says his wife, but in the weeks leading up to this particular night, it had been the norm, like three or four weeks of just on, nonstop, just total sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the next morning... He left his house at 9 and stopped at a medical center to briefly visit with his wife Jennifer's father, a cancer patient. Then he repeatedly checked in by cell phone from his van to report that the plans for the day would just be changing. Mm -hmm. In those calls, his voice took a completely different form. Without the characteristic upbeat lilt, yet energized to the point of sounding out of breath, in one call, Kramer asked Jennifer to tell Martini if Martini were to phone her, to take a cab from the airport to Westlake Hyatt Hotel. Kramer said he would meet everyone there in an hour later than planned at about 2 p.m. With the biggest surprise for you, Jennifer. Oh. Interesting. I'm scared. (laughs) Kramer also dialed Ron Bushy, the original Iron Iron Butterfly drummer and Kramer's close friend, and said, Bush, I love you more than life itself. 
And in another call to his wife, he would say, whatever happens, I'll always be with you. Oh, that's so concerning. That is so, <laughs> that is so like... It's so ominous. Premeditated, it feels <laughs> yeah. like. He's like, hey, I'm gonna skirt, bye. <laughs> bye, I love you. Then came the dreaded call at 11.59 a.m. from somewhere in the San Fernando Valley on the Ventura Freeway to the 911 operator. This is Philip Taylor Kramer, and I'm going to kill myself. <gasps> oh, my Stop. God. Yeah. Oh, if he no. did... He left no trace. Neither the man nor his vehicle had been found. What? And all articles relating to him, such as credit, ATM cards, and cell phones, have all gone unused. Oh, that's weird. The Whoa. first reports of Kramer's disappearance said he ma never made it to the airport and that he pulled a U-turn in L.A. or in the San Fernando Valley and was driving around making calls. Backing up that notion was the fact that Martini couldn't find Kramer at the airport. Mm. However, Taylor Kramer's absent-mindedness over money left some tracks. Ten days into the investigation of, of his disappearance, a form letter arrived at the Kramer's home seeking $3 for parking fees at LAX. It turns oh, out Kramer was unable to pay his tab because he only had 40 cents in his pocket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. And couldn't leave the Delta lot without signing an IOU. Kramer was at the airport for 45 minutes that day of his disappearance, parking records show. No one saw him, and no videotapes captured his appearance. That is and where wild. Was he? And where'd he go? So he just, like, uh, up and disappeared. Like, he said, I, I'm going to commit suicide, and then yep. just did not? He just disappeared. Like, it was a cover. What? Like, he was trying to make a cover-up out of it. That's what it sounds like. Ooh, <laughs> or maybe that is so someone, intriguing. like, stole his identity and, like, tried to sound like him. Like, someone really sounded like him. I don't mm -hmm. know. Or, like held him at gunpoint or something okay. to make him say oh something. Oh my gosh. This gets crazier. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh no. Something happened during that time, either in his head or at the terminal, that made him turn away, said Chuck Carter, a former L.A. cop and drug enforcement agent who was working with the Kramers as a private investigator. Um, he says, I'll tell you, I haven't had a clue. The guy didn't have an enemy. The guy was a dedicated family man. I checked him out. Whatever happened in his head while at the airport or whatever happened right in the airport, I've got a feeling we'd have to learn from Kramer himself. That guy also th feels that the disappearance itself is a bit of a conundrum because Kramer was a six foot five man, mm. like blonde hair, bright blue eyes. If you've got a vehicle mm. out there and you're just walking around, nobody's going to not see you. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make some impressions on people. Someone's going to remember you. Yeah, you're going to be seen. People did. Yeah, they should. He was spotted in, at sites in Canoga Park, where Kramer lived in the 70s while he was playing with Iron Butterfly. A pawn shop manager recalled a man fitting Kramer's description who had no interest in selling his wedding ring, but instead talking computers. Mm. Then at Santa Monica Pier, then at a soup kitchen in Long Beach, okay. probably because he didn't have any money, mm. at a, and then at a Ralph's supermarket in Agora Hills, an elderly couple was approached by a very tall man fitting Kramer's description. He said, I'm in trouble and need to call my family and only have 40 cents. Oh, <laughs> well, then there you go. Yeah. And he said, can you help me? They did not help him because they thought he was a Crazy. beggar or a bum or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but the woman said... Apparently, uh, what chastised her husband later because she <laughs> thought that he was genuine and sweet and was literally looking for some help, Aww. which he was. Which he yeah. was. Um, his wife Jennifer later received a call from a man whose voice she is convinced is Kramer's, but is deeply uh. stressed. And as she puts it, the person of a voice who is completely out of it. 
The caller just said, hello, 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 and that was it. That's so scary. Ooh. Yeah. Imagine if she's, like, waiting to hear from her husband and that's all she gets. Like, I'd be panicked. Just, like, Terrifying. a hello, hello. Or if you've been waiting for days and yeah. that's all you get. That's, like, it's <laughs> very Stranger Things when uh, Will goes missing. Yes! Like, yeah. Will? Will, is Will? that you? Like, it's the same sort <laughs> like of... Like, you're holding on to that hope for as long as possible. Yeah. yeah. But also the fact people saw him and he was so distressed and she got that call. It's yeah. like, what is going on? Okay. Oh, my gosh. His father remained unconvinced his death was a suicide. Taylor mm-hmm. had told me a long time before that there were people giving him problems. Mm-hmm. They wanted what he was doing, and several of them had threatened him, he told me. If I ever mm-hmm. say I'm going to kill myself, don't you believe it? I'm going to be needing help. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after him? I'm going to skip to the end here. Okay. And then we'll go back. Oh. In May 1999, four years after Taylor's disappearance, two hikers who were shooting car wrecks in Decker Canyon near Malibu discovered the rusted shell of his van with him inside of it. His death was caused by blunt force trauma. What? But oh my gosh. don't know whether it was suicide, an accident, or a homicide. Oh. Yeah. It's, oh. Ew, Four what? years it took them to find him. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, I think it is probably homicide, it right? Because like yeah. if it's blunt force, like, yeah, trauma. Yeah, you have to imagine. Yeah. And if he wanted to still be living after going missing, he probably mm-hmm. was not trying to no. do that. Like, his van was okay? What was It was just rusted. It wasn't, like bashed in the front or something like he crashed into something like it was just on the side of the road oh then something he someone probably hit him in the head or however they did that it and wh- put him but back how in the van. Th- how'd they find him yeah oh at the airport maybe at the <laughs> oh, airport. i don't know okay Ew. so let's continue okay let's go back um in the time of his absence a lot came out about how he was under enormous business stress and was galvanized by a euphoria over recent mathematical discoveries he believed he had made with his father. Mm. His firm, Total Multimedia, was a maverick in video compression, the technology that stores uh, videos on CDs. That was like a big thing. It was a thing that was starting probably before that, but it was becoming a thing in the 90s. But that company weathered storms in the marketplace and had bitter infighting during a 1994 bankruptcy in which Total Multimedia kind of just barely got out of with the help mm. of Greg Martini, who he was picking up at the airport that day. Oh. He like was a huge investor in the firm, and because he was investing so much, they had to reorganize like the whole firm, mm-hmm. which this whole reorganizing reorgan- and bankruptcy was apparently very traumatic for Taylor because this is what he said. Within that process, a lot of greed came out, And greed was the most offensive thing to him. Mm. It hurt him to his core, he said. Uh, Total Multimedia continues to have problems with infighting and had gotten to the point where Taylor felt he couldn't trust anybody, including Greg Martini. Oh, Oh, no. Here's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. On the morning he disappeared, he took his wife aside and said, at some point I'm going to need an hour alone today with Greg. That's all he said. (laughs) That's concerning. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying. He apparently never got that time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wait, he, never never saw, he never saw him, quote So my unquote. question oh. is, like, just so I'm understanding the time here, did Greg get to the air, like, get to where uh, this missing guy got to when he was alive still? Does that make any sense? So apparently, Greg claims he didn't see Taylor at the airport. 
So Taylor okay. was there for 45 minutes, but Waiting. Greg never saw him. Quote. I think that's a quote-unquote, okay. never saw him. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I didn't see the guy. I mean, it's possible I don't have the times that he left before the plane got in. Yeah, that's my only question. But I'm like, he could be there for, quote, 45 minutes. Yeah. And have been there longer and went missing because Greg pulled some shady stuff. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. So. Yes. uh, Kramer's father was also a, he was a retired um, engineering professor. Mm -hmm. And he was also part of this firm. And he was a bit of a genius himself. I heard some things that he spent a lot of his life trying to discredit Albert Einstein's theories. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Weird guy to pick beef with. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I didn't see anything else other than that. So. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, he was a retired professor of electrical engineering and joined in, like, 1989 when it was just starting. Mm-hmm. Above everything... Ray Kramer's abiding passion was in working out mathematical equations that sought to advance the understanding of the cosmos at large. Okay. Um, as far back as 30 years prior, Ray felt that he was on to something original, and only recently did he and his son manage to yoke the power of these equations in the computers that they were trying to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the breakthrough that they that was happening, in fact, came just two weeks prior to his mm-hmm. di- disappearance. And a euphoric and elated Taylor, his father says, dubbed it Ray's moment. His mm-hmm. father's, like, moments. All of these theories coming to fruition. Oh. While the essence of their work is a complete secret still, Ray Kramer allows that he has long sought through the gu- study of gravitation waves and particles to determine whether transmission faster than the speed of light is possible. Mm. That's what they were working on. Whoa. If so, that is, if there were a light barrier to pierce... Just as there was once a sound barrier to break, it would mean that communication could occur via gravity waves anywhere in the universe within one second. Mm-hmm. To the extent science can measure the universe, light takes 10 billion years to cross it. Um, the implications of Ray Kramer's theorems, should they work, are thus revolutionary, revolutionary not only to science, but to life everywhere it might exist. Mm. That would bridge the two disparate fields of electromagnetism and gravitation a grander application of such a theory <laughs> could potentially lead to the invention of teleportation <gasps> so let's big go things. yeah <laughs> what if he teleported through all this stuff yeah like how they have like no evidence <laughs> of him left. yeah he just teleported <laughs> my god crazy then he wouldn't um, need to pay for parking i guess right <laughs> <laughs> he could have had a breakthrough like yeah. at the airport and be like, oh my god, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. But maybe um, it was too like, much I don't need this anymore. No. <laughs> I don't need Greg. <laughs> maybe he was able to do it, but like something about it like huh. hurt him physically and he yeah. died because it was too much energy for him to process yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Ooh. the great challenge to an outfit like a firm like that would be harnessing a piece of theoretical science and making it serve a here and now video or computer product that you can just sell, like mm-hmm. in the marketplace that makes money for a company. Um, the total multimedia specializes in fractal compression, a mathematically driven software based approach to recording and playing back video images that does away with the need for computer hardwares such as accelerator cards and other high end accessories. Mm-hmm. This is 30 years ago, so mm-hmm. we're probably far past this at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So we can definitely teleport now, is what I'm saying. Maybe. <laughs> yes. We can teleport we, and then some. That. The government <laughs> can. They just have shown us yet. Uh, so. Wow. When questioned about this when he disappeared, 
Total Multimedia declined to say how something related to Ray's moment and the subject of two sleepless weeks of Taylor Frameter might be of commercial use, if at all. Mm. Sounds like they're hiding something. Yeah, pretty shady. Um, Jennifer Kramer, seeing her husband act with obsessiveness and run equations at 3 a.m., was concerned enough to ask Kramer what it was that was driving him so. She quotes him as saying, one week before his disappearance, Imagine being able to flash up a picture of a missing child on this computer screen, or even part of a picture, and with this new equation, be, being able to find that child in a fraction of a second. Mm. But Kramer, Ray Kramer joked about it, and he was like, maybe his disappearance is his idea of testing us to try oh, and find oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a cool idea. Yeah. It's like clues, almost. Well, yeah, like, oh, I think we can use this. Why well, then you figure it out. Then it's like too that like he called like in multiple different areas too. Yeah, like he was like, "I'm going to commit suicide." Teleport. I'm yeah. going to commit suicide. <laughs> he like, was keeps all over Los Angeles with these wow. with these uh, sightings of him. And then, like all everywhere. the hellos in the phone. It's probably like him testing it from something. Maybe like mm-hmm. hello, hello, hello. That is so spooky. Ew. It's spooky. Super weird. Uh, prior to this, Kathy uh, Taylor's sister said he was so excited that he was calling the math sacred. Uh, she's mm. She was worried that he was v- having visions. Uh, my brother takes on the weight of the world upon himself. He loves Jennifer, and he loves his kids dearly, but he banked everything on this discovery with my dad, and his mind just ran away with it. He talked of supernovas, earthquakes, and all events having no coincidences. Oh. She feared that he had some kind of breakdown. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Jennifer also recurs that... Cr- recalls that Kramer in his sleepless euphoria about the apparent breakthrough stemming from Ray's moment was jumpy about the presence of patent attorneys at Total Multimedia's offices. He had, in the week before his disappearance, said, we've got to be careful. Mm. Mm. I'm thinking maybe, like, he did figure it out, and then as soon as someone from, like, his firm or something realized what he was doing, maybe they... They took him out. Nixed them. Yeah. They nixed him. That's fine. He was releasing (laughs) scientific technology he shouldn't have been. They're like, don't be messing with that yet. He worked for a governmentally subcontracted firm at one point. Oh my gosh. Nixed him up. On the Friday before his disappearance, Taylor Kramer had a three-hour meeting with Dan Shields, his his colleague, and another founder of Total Multimedia. Mm. This was two days before his disappearance. Kramer paced around the conference room. Shields was on the couch. According to Shields, Kramer was in a euphoric state. I told him to just go home and get some sleep, said Shields. He was really going on about everything, at times not holding things together. Taylor is a great guy, though sometimes the little stuff stops him. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't know how to swap computer files between directories, but who, if you ask him, can sit down and do a huge compression on a drive. He's amazing that way, but on that Friday, he was having trouble, and he was clear that he had not slept for a long time. Mm. So he was having these kind of delusions of something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Kramer did go home. He didn't get some sleep and still vanished with 40 cents in his pocket. Wow. And that's the extent oh, of it. wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to posit some theories. Okay. This, is, this was something I thought. Taylor, feeling the immense pressure of a potentially life-as-we-know-it breakthrough, experiences a psychotic break brought on by weeks of sleepless nights, coupled with the pressure of having to take your breakthrough to a company that had been marred by continuous infighting and reliving the trauma 
of the resulting greed of trying to implement such a life-changing discovery. Mm -hmm. He has to meet the man who helped save his company but forced his family to reorganize it to include him. Mm -hmm. He knows that he has to talk to Greg Martini about it, hence the hour alone with Greg. Mm -hmm. hence, oh. yeah, hence the wish for an hour alone to talk. But instead, he leaves the airport before he can face him, doesn't pay his parking fee, and runs around Los Angeles before eventually killing himself. Mm, That's four years thought. later, though. Yeah. Well, Not his remains later. were skeletal. Oh. <laughs> That's what they mm. found his body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, oh. All we, all we know, really, is that he went to the airport, left without picking up his business associate, made several sporadic and troubling calls, called 911 and declared that he was going to kill himself and wasn't seen again until over four years later that when he was discovered. That's all we really know. Yeah. Yeah. My question, this is the crazier one, mm -hmm. was there really someone after him and threatening him about his most recent discoveries? His father seemed to think, his father seemed to think so. <laughs> his father said that if he ever claimed he was going to commit suicide, that he would be in big trouble. Mm. Who are these people he was afraid of? He died of blunt force trauma. The police couldn't determine that it was a suicide. Were there forces larger than him that would cause him to be put in such a situation, forcing him to make scattered calls and placing a very clear 911 call stating that who he was and what he was going to do? Mm. It doesn't seem like a logical thing that you would do if you were in that state. Yeah. He says, I am Philip Taylor Kramer and I am going to kill myself. I don't. Yeah. What, would I you think, say that? Like, I think especially the way he was going about saying it, it was almost like, "Hey, what is it? The stepdad? Who was it? His father. His father. He was telling his father, like, hey, this is what I'm saying. I hope yes. you pick up on this because I'm actually in trouble.' That's yeah. the one that's so confusing is that his dad specifically said he said, "If yeah. I ever say that, I'm in trouble." And yeah. I believe it. I genuinely think he was in trouble. It sounds from these like he people. was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it too, like he maybe wanted like the police to think he did that or something. Like mm -hmm. he wanted public knowledge to be like this person is dead even mm -hmm. when he wasn't. Mm -hmm. That is wild. That is like, wild. That I just I also gotta say, Benjamin, your like uh storytelling voice is very good. I like know, I was like so invested that's over what here. I was, I was like before we even started, because Benjamin is a little nervous before we started. Obviously, <laughs> this is his first podcast, so welcome to our podcast, Thank obviously. You. But you did a delightful job. But even just I just want to go off your theories for a second. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of them are very well thought through, and I feel like they even have room. It could be a teleportation thing mm -hmm, in addition mm -hmm. to all of that, because I feel like Going off the thing with the psychotic break, it could be a psychotic break because he's also figuring out if if this is actually real. He's also figuring out that he can teleport. So of course you're going to be losing your actual mind if yeah. you find that you can do something like this. But in addition to that, it could also be people chasing after him because they're realizing what he's doing. He's not supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. So they're going mm -hmm. after him until finally they catch him. Yeah. And he's on the on the way there. He's reporting to all these people. Hello, hello. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Hear what I'm actually saying, please, yeah. and help me. And it's too late. I mean, I agree with that. If I if I discover teleportation, I'd be kind of like scared for myself. Yeah, a lot of people would not want me to have that knowledge or that power or want to take that. Also, I feel like power. that would feel like physically crazy to be the only person. Yeah, it's like, am I actually doing this? Am I okay? Like, I would feel like yeah. I was losing it a little bit. If you were in trouble with someone like larger than you, mm -hmm. he's at the airport. Where else? It's like the perfect place to ambush him because yeah. He's at like a, government file building mm -hmm. if you were trying to like stage someone that's go has a psychotic break yeah what would you do you would have them go around the city make 
very memorable appearances, he goes to a pawn shop and asks, he's talking about computers with this guy. He's not trying to sell his wedding ring. He's mm-hmm. trying to talk computers. He goes up to this couple. He specifically says, I only have 40 cents in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Can I call my family? That That's confusing a little bit because he has a cell phone, but maybe mm-hmm. it's gone dead by this point. Or he's being tracked. Or he's being mm. tracked. Or he tracked. Get rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does the How does the van get there? You know, yeah. and they find him four years later. Yeah. It, it's just, like, wild, though, like, because uh, I was thinking, why didn't he take, like, cash out of the bank? But at that point, like, they could have backtracked that and they been, like, he took it. out, like, this many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of... Everybody in his family says he would never leave his family like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the quote, if I'm in trouble and I say I'm going to kill myself, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's so specifically... This was, like, calculated from him. It was a setup to try to escape from something. Yeah. It really Something was like coming from Also, him. him continually bringing up the same facts to people, it's like he kind of wants people to be his witness. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I have 40 cents in my pocket. People are all saying the same exact thing. It's almost like he's telling it to leave markers for other people who end up trying to find him because he's running from these people. Yeah. It's very... He's also thoughtful. all over Los Angeles, which yeah. could be a thing mm-hmm. like he's trying... Either someone took him... And they were, like, trying to plant this. Or he was actually trying to get out. Yeah. So, he's all over Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like, on many different places. Santa Monica here. He's in Malibu. He's in... Yeah. Which is not close. Yeah. So yeah, Los Angeles is huge. It's huge. So, <laughs> all in the course of a day, he's going all over these places. So, he's, yeah. like, kind of trying to put bread breadcrumbs of, like, where to find him in many different places to say. Yeah. So, it yeah. seems like he had a psychotic break. Or... I don't know. Yeah. You just don't wow. Know. That's wild. Yeah. I it don't is. know. I think it was a little bit of everything, genuinely. Yeah, I, I love like that one. That kind of stuff will lead you to the psychotic break, and I feel like mm-hmm. even all the nights leading up that he wasn't getting any of the sleep. I feel like if you had that kind of knowledge and mm-hmm. knew that like you could be in danger for having mm-hmm. said knowledge, I wouldn't be able to sleep either. That yeah, that knowledge plus being sleepless. Being yeah. Sleep deprived. You're gonna act a little crazy. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good. Good case. <laughs> Thanks. Great case. What would Wait. you say remains? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say you have yeah, to do yeah, that yeah. thing. We'll never know what truly happened. So the disappearance of Philip Taylor Kramer will remain a mystery. Wow. Yay! <laughs> oh my god, so, so good. Thank you for that case, Benjamin. It was good. so good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I have no I had no idea how to prepare for this show. No, it was perfect. It was I've great. seen Tiffany print like not print but like do <laughs> pages and pages and pages of notes that's just how i work that yeah. is just me who kind of wings a script most <laughs> of the part yes. <laughs> so all right but yes mine over here is going to be a little shorter she's a whole different format great of course, because Love that. as you know for most of my cases i like to do a little umbrella type of course of case. yeah so i feel like this introduces some fun little things if it's about trees we're gonna go into every form of tree and yeah where they came the, from oak, it's from oak Oakdale. Oak trees from Oakland. But no, I'm excited to have a few little cute little stories to share with you guys. They're not as like... in detail as you guys, but they're definitely more horrifying. So. I'm excited. Okay, can I get a little drum roll on your cheeks? Well, this week on Z Summer Tapes, I present the case of creepy legends around the world. Oh, that's like so, <laughs> so vague. Like, I know. So vague. No, listen, it's like listen. a whole thing. The thing is, I had saved two of these cases a long time ago because they, uh-huh. they were really small. So I was like, when like did I babies. ever do this? They were baby. They're all little baby cases. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to have a little around the world moment for tonight so I can get all these small cases I've been wanting to talk about mm-hmm. but have no opportunity because they're way too little. Yeah. So 
I'll get into my little intro. Okay. You ready? So, urban legends exist all over the world, and I've scoured the globe to find a few of the eeriest and the most pervasive ones. From a bewitching woman in Egypt to a 13th century town in India where the residents seem to have disappeared into thin air. Ooh. I have a few tales that are certain to keep you up at night. So let's get into it. <laughs> so before we really get into it, I really want to shout out a couple little websites I found some info from. We've got ScoopEmpire.com, Insider.com, and Bustle.com. So thank you guys. Come on. Oh wait, Come on. I'm going to shout out LA Times because they did an article <laughs> for mine and I forgot to say that. Yeah. Thank you LA Times. <laughs> thank you LA Times. <laughs> but yes, thank you to all our websites we've been using forever. We love you the most. Thank you for doing the research that we are not able to. Yes, we will research your research, but thank you for doing it first. <laughs> so let's get into the first little story. So this one's just called... The girl in the bathroom. This one is from Japan, so we know Mm. from our past excursions in uh, Japanese lore and all Mm. that kind of stuff that it's always real scary. They do a good job. Horrifying. Horrifying. So let's get into it. In Japan, the schools contain an infernal secret. If you go into the girl's bathroom on the third floor of the building and walk to the third stall, you might find her. You have to knock three times and call her name. When you open the stall door, a little girl in a red skirt will be standing there. The little girl with the bob haircut is known as Hanaka-san. And I'm sorry if I said that wrong. She wants friends to play with. Maybe. Or perhaps she wants to drag you to Hecky-Wecky. <laughs> through the toilet, might I add. Nice. She wants to <laughs> drag you to Hecky-Wecky through the toilet. <laughs> so, as you do. As you do. One person is quoted saying, Depending on which part of Japan you live in, she may have a bloody hand and grab you, or be a lizard that devours you. A lizard? So imagine just there's a toilet, and you either get dragged by some bloody hand, or a lizard that just eats you it's from like your a, toilet. It's like a lizardy claw, like it's all scaly yeah. and cold. Yeah, and first you see a little girl standing in the bathroom stall. Immediately, mm. no. Immediately <laughs> no. No for me. So, con- to continue this little quote, it says, Although I am getting scared just thinking about her right now. So the person is horrified, like, thinking about this girl that she has seen. Oh my she gosh. has seen her but lived. And uh, Hanukkah-san has become a fixture of Japanese urban folklore over the last 70 years. The most popular origin story for the tale holds that during World War II, a schoolgirl was using the bathroom when a bomb fell on top of the building. The school collapsed on top of Hanukkah-san, who has been trapped there ever since. So, something very tragic happened to this little girl. So, mm-hmm. now it seems as if she's haunting a bathroom because she is her soul is stuck there, that sort of thing. And also... I just want to shout out a little thing that seems very similar, not in, like, what happened, yeah. but Ghost in the Bathroom. Obviously, I'm going to think of Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, all my Harry Potter people in the dam. So... That one's kind of interesting, because it's, like, um... It sounds like it's, uh, more, like, in recent years folktale than, like, yeah. hundreds of years. That and it's sounds just creepy more that it's recent. Because it also kind of, like, it's still not done yet, there's a little bit left of it, but mm-hmm. it also kind of reminds me of, like, something with, like, Bloody Mary, how there'd be, like, a bathroom. I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it has Bloody, me of Bloody Mary vibes, Mary. too. But to continue the last little part, it says, Bahanika isn't the only schoolgirl who haunts Japanese uh, school bathrooms. So, Kashima Reiko, another girl who said to have been cut in half by a train, now her disfigured spirit inhabits bathrooms, asking children who enter the stalls where her legs are. The legend goes that if Kashima Reiko is not satisfied with their answer, she will rip their legs off. Oh. So. How do you answer that question? Yeah, what do you even say? I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, even know. Oh, just rip the legs off? That's Ooh. actually disturbing. Absolutely not. But yeah, so we got some really creepy stories. Huh. But. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see any of that kind of stuff when I'm trying to go to the bathroom. It's you know, giving personally. me. 
I think I might have talked, I think we talked about it either last week or the week before, but, like, it's kind of giving the ring a little bit, too. It's like, kind of, like, <laughs> crawling out of something, but instead Ew. it's, like, a toilet instead Imagine of a well. <laughs> someone crawls out of a toilet all bloody. I would <laughs> pass out. And but then it's, like, half lizard. You're you're trying to you're trying to relieve yourself. You're trying to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's not peaceful. Mm-mm. No wonder people don't want to go in public restrooms. <laughs> no wonder they don't want to get eaten by some lizard. Specifically, yeah, <laughs> me specifically after that's this similar story. to like snakes in the toilet. Have you ever yeah, heard of that? Oh, like in New York City, that mm. freaks me out. And then I saw this video the other day. This isn't a toilet necessarily, but it was a bathroom sink. There's like a hole in like the front part of the bathroom sink, and some person saw like these little antenna, and there's a cockroach in their oh. sink. And they didn't realize. They looked down. Our coworker recently. Yeah. Oh no. Had, they were at home. Uh-huh. All of a all of a sudden there was this big splash from the bathroom. <gasps> Stop no. it! A bunny <gasps> came out of the toilet. A bunny? It a was bunny? alive. It what? was a bunny. <laughs> How did it not drown? I don't know. Wait. How did it get it in there in the first the, place? The <gasps> You're gonna tell me who this was after, or you can shout him out. Oh, shout out to Jay. Jay, what? <laughs> what? That's wild. Yeah. Jay, where'd you put the bunny? Or did it find its way they out? They took it out. Oh my gosh. They they kind of like oh my caught gosh. it and then took it outside. Uh, and it was fine. I'd be horrified. Yeah. Simply horrified. Okay, so just a don't, bunny. Go to, don't go to the bathroom ever again. You're not safe in your own home. You're not safe in a public restroom. Nope. So you don't want to see any any girl standing in your bathroom. You don't want any of that. So Mm-mm. that's the first case. And then I have one more from Japan after that. So, this one, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it's Kushasiki Anna, or also known as a slit-mouthed woman. This one, she's a nightmare walking. Okay. So, another ancient Japanese tale, the story of Kushaki Anna, was revived in the 1970s, becoming incredibly popular and prevalent. The tale is a simple one. You're walking alone on the street and run into a woman wearing a surgical mask, which is a popular enough thing to see when it's cold, season in Asia, or during a pandemic. So, the woman will ask you, quote, am I pretty? If you say no, she will murder you with a pair of scissors that she carries. Oh, wow. If yes, she will remove her mask to reveal that her mouth has been slit from ear to ear, a la Heath Ledger Joker. So, like, she's very jokery. That's like Jeff's a killer. Yeah, oh, don't even, that's... That creepypasta? Mm -hmm. That's exactly like that, how he smiles, like, up to his ears? Ew. Oh. I just hate this, like, if yes, she will, like... Reveal her mouth. I don't want to see her mouth if I'm like, yeah, you're pretty. That's but if you don't, you gears, die. That sounds like a dope Halloween costume. It does. But <laughs> I feel like you don't want to know it's real though. You don't know if it's real. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she'll reveal her mouth as it's slip ear to ear, and then she will jokerize you as well. So although the idea of random ghost murder is terrifying, in 2007, a coroner found records from the 1970s of a woman who chased children and her mouth was split from ear to ear. Oh. So, like, this is something based in truth. It's something it's seen. It's on a corner record. Ooh. So. That is wild. It's freaky that it's actually based in truth. The amount mm-hmm. of paranormal things that are just on a document record yeah. is insane. Or she was, like, a serial killer. Sounds like a serial killer. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's something that would then, if she passed on, she would become a ghost. Like, a really messed up ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, those are the two cases from Japan, and then I think I have one or two more, so we'll figure it out. But. This next one is from India, which I don't think we've ever covered really anything from no, India. I don't think we've ever done Because a I case chose this India. one and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. Bring India in the mix. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, this next case is called the mysterious town of Kodhara. This Ooh. village was seemingly abandoned overnight and no one knows why, though there are a few eerie theories. There are structures in the town Kodhara 
that date back to the 13th century, but no one has lived there since 1825, when all its residents seemingly vanished into thin air. According to local lore, 1,000 villagers completely abandoned their home overnight without a trace. No one knows why they left, where they went, or even saw them leave. Theories as to why they left range from poisoned wells to a greedy ruler levying high taxes to a dwindling water supply, though none of these explain why the inhabitants left so suddenly. Hmm. That noise outside was quite eerie. So you might be wondering <laughs> why no one has tried to resettle the town. That's where the legend comes in. It's said that the village chief cursed the land. Apparently anyone who tries to live there will die. Oh. So nice. I'm kind of, I don't want to go there personally. Is it like Sorry. you move there and it's like that or like it's slow and it's a slow death? Slow I burn. don't know. Well, it's talked about like different theories, how like the wells could have been poisoned. So like it mm. might be something that it's quote cursed. It's uninhabitable. It's uninhabitable because mm. they, someone goofed somewhere. I started That's that spooky. off by saying eerie theories. That's the Mystery Files alter ego. Eerie <laughs> <laughs> theories. theories. Our spinoff series, Eerie Theories. That's cute. Eerie Theories. With the that's Mystery the Files. Mini, that's oh the mini mysteries. Yes. Eerie Theories. That's <laughs> really cute. Uh, but to finish, like, if you try to live there, you'll die. The Indian uh, Paranormal Society spent a night there and reported, this is what they heard. They heard disembodied whispers, screams, oh. and noises are common at dark hours. So many of our members have witnessed apparitions, heard footsteps, experienced unusual touch, and so on. So that was according to the Gulf no like News. This is what people mm -hmm. said and heard when they were there. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like a place I want to go. Like, I want to visit India, but maybe mm -mm. not this little town of Coldaharta. Really? Pers personally, considering it an like entire time. group of people disappeared. But it also reminds me of that one um, case that we had during our Christmas special, the mini mysteries. There was mm -hmm. the little town that was people, like, vanished. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it's called. I don't remember either. But yeah. Off the top of my head. So there's that one, and then we have, I'll do one more yeah. little one. One more. So let's get ready for the final one. Okay. This one is in Egypt. I love, I Egypt. love Egypt. I'm so excited. Okay. So this last one is called El Nadaha. So it's a pretty little name. Probably said it wrong, but I still love them just the same. So <laughs> this one originated from the Egyptian countryside of the Nile Delta, where people claimed that a siren-like <gasps> siren, Logan. Egyptian Sirens? sirens? That sounds actually Soul. beautiful. Soul. In the Nile River. <gasps> oh my god. Ryan De Murphy. Death on the Nile? Where is he? We'll get him on the line. Death on the Nile meets sirens. <laughs> so, claim that a siren-like beautiful, mysterious woman appears in the fields at night. El Nadaha comes out of her water cavern and waits on the shores of the river among the bushes. She speaks a man's name, bewitching him with a chant-like call, that he Ooh. drops whatever he's doing and whoever he's with to follow the sound of her hypnotizing voice. The poor fellow then finds himself lured into the Nile, where he inevitably drowns. It is also said that occasionally, El Nadaha could fall in love with the man she's calling, and take him to the underworld and marry him. And she eventually kills him, and buries his bones in her cavern, though, in fear that he may escape and reveal the secrets of her world. Ooh, that is great. Wild. That is a great... I mean, it's not great what she's what, doing, what she does, but, but like, I'm loving that. But feminism, right? Oh. Like, kind of, yeah. Kind of, like, feminism. Kind of feminism, but, like, don't yeah. kill people. You know what I mean? Just saying. <laughs> but of these ones I talked about, which one do you think is one the most realistic? Like, it's probably true. What was your favorite one? And which one are you most afraid to see of at night? So, oh, give me some answers. Oh, it's gotta be the Slipknot lady. That's mo you're most afraid That's of her? That's all three, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I, I think it's 
I think it's super duper possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there was coroner reports of it. Yeah. It sounds like a serial killer. Well, also it's yeah. freaky now because and we're it's... walking the streets with masks all the time. Ooh. Yeah. We don't know. And like Mm-mm. walking home at night. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone came up to you just like, "Am I pretty?" I would. <laughs> like, well, you're just like, yeah. It's giving and downtown like, witch. Like, personally, it's ooh. giving downtown witch if she wears one. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> Horrifying. It sounds like someone that I just like. Okay, right. <laughs> I just start walking away. Yeah, headphones on. Oh gosh. <laughs> what about you? What's um, your... definitely, I, I have to agree with the Benjamin. The slip mouth lady sounds the most factual. Mm-hmm. Um, most fun I had was definitely the siren run already, like off the of bat. Course. Like that one's so cool. I really like the idea of the um, Indian like ghost village. That like that's yeah. very interesting I'm too. Like, what's the tea there? Like it's just kind of like worn down over time and like uninhabitable it just feels like a, it should be a horror movie already yeah, if it's not i agree <laughs> i feel like for me i'm gonna try to rank these the best that i can my favorite probably the siren um one that's well i have two that i think are kind of most factual obviously the slip mouth woman and then the whole like disappearance of that city because there's mm-hmm. obviously going to be records of an entire town not existing anymore yeah. and like obviously people aren't living there now and people are going and having these experiences that are factual like they're hearing stuff they're like, oh, that's so cool to me. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the other one the most fun? Probably the siren. The siren. Definitely. Yeah. So, now let's get into our little conclusions for these little cases. So, in conclusion, all of these creepy urban legends from around the world will forever remain a mystery. <laughs> but yes, that's my little case. It was a little yeah. shorter than your guys's, but I wanted to have a little... No, it's fun, though. A little tiny story time at the end to settle things this is great i love doing like with a, a third person in yeah. the room it's it really fun, fun. i'm liking the vibes it. Of it yeah. Yeah. yeah it was fun but should, should we all in harmony say uh, we, we should we should i guess all of our cases will forever remain a, a mystery, mystery. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah 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 <laughs> um, again he knows i hate it <laughs> But yes, please follow at the mystery files underscore on yes. Instagram. Give Benjamin a follow. What's your Instagram handle? I think it's Benjamin Volk. Official? Is it official? Is it official? I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> Let him we'll look put it in up. the description Benjamin as well. Volk. Yeah. So <laughs> give Benjamin a follow. Thank you for being on our show. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for, for being our very first guest yeah. guest star. It's guest host. Oh, agree. it's Benjamin R. Volk. There yes, we go. Follow. It's V-O-L-K, like the wagon. <laughs> like like the wagon. Yeah. So give him a follow. Give our show a yes. follow if you haven't. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love yes. you the most. And we'll see you next week. I think it'll be my case since you I, did the I last. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll okay. see you next week for my case. Thank you again, Benjamin. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You're like, what are they going to say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. Sleep tight. <laughs>